This morning I invite you to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. We'll be reading the whole psalm. It's 22 verses. The psalmist begins, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto Him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and deliver them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking bad. <laughs> Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of this psalm. Trouble. You know I was going to be preaching on trouble, did you? Everybody's been talking about trouble. Trouble finds all of us. We don't have to look very far to find trouble. All we have to do is look right here and we find trouble. Yes, trouble finds us and not only does trouble find us, but we find trouble. We find trouble. It seems like we look on our right hand side, we look on the left and well, there's trouble. The question is, is what do we do when trouble finds us? Or we find trouble. What is our reaction to trouble? Fear? Anxiety? Distress? Anger? Trust in the Lord? What should we do when trouble finds us? What should be that of our reaction to that of Trouble. 
In the title of the psalm here, we find that David is the author of this psalm. It says, a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. The title here indicates that the psalm was written with reference to the occasion when David changed his behavior before that of Abimelech. The occasion that is alluded to is found over in that of 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 through 15. David was being hunted by Saul. The previous chapters, Jonathan and David had met, and David had asked Jonathan to make it known whether he was able to come back home. And of course, Jonathan had made it known to him that that was not the case. That his father was still after him. That he was going to hunt after him. That he might kill him. Well, David, upon hearing that, he left. He left and he went to that of the enemy, really. The Philistines. Gath. King Gath. And that of his camp. And it was in that camp that David, he thought he had found that of refuge, but it was like that of, he had jumped from that of the frying pan back into the fire. Because no sooner had he found himself to be in a place of safety from that of Saul, he found himself in trouble again. Because there were those that were there in the camp, Philistines, that kind of sort of recognized him. The account there in that of 1 Samuel chapter 21, we find that David, that he acted as if he was a madman. That he was insane. And King Gath said, what did you do? Bring me a madman? I don't need one who's insane. And so David was allowed to leave, and he did. This is the occasion upon which David cried out for help unto the Lord and was delivered, the psalmist tells us here in this psalm. It's in the light of these events that David pins that of this psalm. Our subject this morning is taken from the very first verse. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. There's four headings that we'd like to consider this morning. First of all, David's resolve, which is found in verses 1 through 3. David's testimony found in verses 4 through 7. David's invitation in verses 8 through 10, and David's exhortation found in verses 11 through 22. First of all, let's consider that of David's resolve. Beginning with verse number 1, David, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, 
and let us exalt his name together. Now, David most likely penned this psalm after the events that had just taken place. After he left that of the Philistines, he went to that of the cave, we know as the cave of Adullam. And most likely, it was probably there in that very cave where David penned this psalm, having had that of this horrible experience of being in the midst of that of the very enemies of Israel, thinking that he was safe, and yet only to find out, yes, he was safe from Saul, but he wasn't from that of the Philistines. In light of this, of course, he cried out unto the Lord, and he did some other things that perhaps are questionable. He acted like a madman. He acted as if he was insane. And there are those who criticize David for this. And yet, they've never been in the same experience that David was in, perhaps. David was afraid. Here he was in the very midst of his enemies. That of the Philistines. He was the one who had slain Goliath. And now he was in the midst of this very group of people. As he thought back upon that of what had taken place, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. David resolves. He resolves to bless the Lord. You'll note he begins with, I will. These words are words of determination. I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord. Who? Jehovah. He's the one I will praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Not only in that of the good times when the sun is shining, but also in that of the dark times when there is calamities, when there's darkness, when there's fear, anxiety. And he says, I will do it continually. No, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually, constantly, regularly is the idea here in that of the Word. In other words, David was resolving whatever it might be, whatever the situation might be, I will bless the Lord. What a resolve. Did David do it? Did David keep that of his resolve? You know, resolves are good. 
It's good that we would resolve to bless the Lord. Resolve to praise Him at all times. Continually. Regularly. For He is deserving of all praise. But let me say to you, beloved, as again, what a resolve. Because beloved, when we find ourselves in the same position of David, it wasn't easy for David. It's not easy for anybody. And yet, beloved, when we think of Jehovah, it should be. But you see, we, we as human beings, we worry. We worry. We get upset when things don't go right. Don't we? When trouble comes our way. Well, beloved, we need. We need to resolve like David. And we need to do what David did. Note what he tells us. We'll get there in just a minute. In verse 2, he says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. David, here he, he says, I will do this and those who are the humble, those that are the lonely, those who are amongst those that are cast down. They will hear and they'll rejoice. This will give them hope. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. He invites others to join with Him in that resolve. And beloved, let us take that invitation that He gives. Let us also Take heed, beloved, to the invitation and join with him in his resolve. David, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and Deliver them. Oh, beloved, it shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard to resolve to bless the Lord when we think of who He is. David says, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. And He heard me. How did David seek the Lord? Well, He tells us in the next few couple words there. He says, I sought the Lord and He heard me. David said, I prayed unto the Lord in that of the circumstance that I found myself in. And, you know, He delivered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. That was one of the things that I said that most likely is that of our reaction. Trouble comes. Fear. Fear. He says, He delivered me from all my fears. In verse 6, He says, This poor man cried and 
the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Ah, he delivered him. He saved him, he said. Now this is David's experience. And he is telling it, beloved, here in this psalm. He's telling it for those who would have read this psalm. And beloved, it comes all the way down to that of us today. Him giving that of his testimony here, beloved, it wasn't just for those in his day that would read this psalm. It's for us today. Beloved, just as David cried out unto the Lord, and beloved, the Lord took care of all of that of his troubles, took care of all of his fear, delivered him. Beloved, we can be assured that he'll do the same for us. Verse 7, he says, the angel. And note, note, not angels, but the angel. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. The angel of the Lord. Who is the angel of the Lord? It's the Lord coming down from heaven. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear Him and deliverance Him. That reverence That reverence Verses 8, 9, and 10. Having declared that of his testimony and that of what the Lord had done for him, he gives forth that of an invitation. He says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, he is saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. <coughs> oh, taste and see. What does that remind you of? As I was thinking of it, I thought about that of food. And that of someone who would perhaps be baking something or who has baked something and they would say, Oh, come. Taste. And see how good this is. David here he says with regards to the Lord. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, that He is good. Yes, Lord, the Lord is good. His goodness we see everywhere around. 
And beloved, His goodness is especially good to those who are His. To those who trust in Him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He says, blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. How do we taste and see? How do we partake? How are we blessed with that delicious delicious food? How are we blessed by that of knowing the goodness of the Lord? Beloved, it's by trusting in Him. Trusting in Him. Beloved, you'll not have the experience that you'll have if you don't trust like what you would have if you did. Oh, fear the Lord, ye His saints, for there is no one to them that fear Him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. David here, his invitation is to trust in the Lord and to fear the Lord. To fear the Lord. To reverence Him. To give the honor that is due unto Him. He says, young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, they shall not lack. Beloved, I remember what David wrote over in Psalm. I believe it's oh, what Psalm is I believe it's Psalm thirty-nine. Psalm thirty-nine. In verse 25, David writes, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. David, he says, I young and old. Over the course of my life, I have not seen the righteous despair or lack that God has taken care of. In verses 11 through that at the end of the chapter, David he gives some exhortations. Kind of like what Brother Don was talking about that Paul does. He gives that of the teaching and then he gives that of the application. This is what David does here too. See Don, you took my message. <laughs> uh, David, in verse 11, he says, Come, ye children, hearken unto me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. His invitation is to that of children. Children as far as age. 
We can say so. But we would go on to say that, beloved, that it was not only for that of the children that he penned this. He also wrote for that of those adults who would have been around. They would think of it as children as far as God's people. It's from that of a very young age to that of whatever age. David says, Come, you children, hearken or listen unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. We normally think of the word fear, we think of it as being that of reverence, that of respect. And that is true. David here, he says, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And beloved, what he does here is, is he tells us what the fear of the Lord is. He says, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. You want to know what the fear of the Lord is? David says, you want to live a long life? He says, keep your tongue. Watch what you say. Thy lips, keep them from speaking that of guile or deceit or that of falsehood. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursuit. Notice, beloved, the practicalness of that of the exhortations here. David here, he calls upon that of the young to act. Not just to talk, but to act. He says, keep thy tongue or guard it from evil. Thy lips from speaking guile or deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek good peace and pursue it. If you want to live a long life, you know, those who fear God will depart from iniquity. The writer of Proverbs tells us. Verses 15 and 16, he says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open unto the cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. You have the righteous ones in verse number 15. You have that of those that do evil. You have the eyes of the Lord in verse number 15 and the face of the Lord in verse number 16. The Lord, He sees, He knows. He sees the evil and He sees the good. The 
The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and His ears are open unto His that is their cry. He knows what takes place with regard to the righteous. He knows the trouble that they are in sometimes. And beloved, it doesn't. It doesn't, beloved, pass from that of His eyesight. He knows. And beloved, He cares. He remembers them. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Oh, beloved, I was thinking about that of Don. Talking about that of having the Lord against you. How terrifying. How terrifying to have the Almighty God in that of His Almighty power to be against you. Fear the Lord. Keep thy tongue. Depart from evil. Remember the eyes of the Lord are upon you. He knows what's going on. And he's against that of the wicked. Verse 17, he says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of all the troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and save us such and be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Oh, it seems like times when trouble. Trouble is all around us and it seems like there's no end to it and it will never come to an end, perhaps. Rest assured, the Lord knows. He knows who are His own and He cares for them. And He protects them. He delivers them out of the trouble. Verse 20, He keepeth all His bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of the servants, and none of them that trust in Him shall be desolate. Note again, we have the evil ones in verse 21. In verse 22, we have those who trust. Those who don't trust in God in verse 21. Those that hate the righteous. Desolation is there. Calamity is that of their end. There'll be no refuge for them from trouble. But the Lord redeemeth the soul of His servants, and none of them that trust in Him shall be desolate or without that of refuge. For their refuge is the Lord.
In conclusion, I say, may God give us grace to resolve and to practice as David resolved to do. To bless the Lord at all times. May God give us grace to learn from David's experience and know to seek the Lord in times of trouble. May we not just know, but may, may we do. And then last of all, let us fear the Lord and do what is right. For that's right. And in so doing, we'll find that of refuge. We'll find, beloved, that of safety, security, from that of trouble. Um, let us stand. On the back of your bulletin, there's an old hymn.
Lord, that we are blessed uh, as thy people. Lord, we know that you are truly our defense. Lord, may we ever resort to thee and uh, trust thee beyond the flesh. Lord, look to princes. Lord, may we look unto thee for what's coming from our salvation. <clears throat> Father, we pray that you would uh, honor and glorify myself through what preached and taught. Lord, glorify myself in our lives Thank you.